Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Beverly Hills Zyto 210, courtesy of Johnny Davis. I'm Jack O'Brien. That's Miles Gray. This is what's trending right now. Hashtag Biden landslide 2020. Okay. That is not a, a natural a of- disaster, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh- you know, there's polling coming out that he's, you know, has a huge double-digit lead over Trump, and I think a lot of people who are of the 2016 mindset of how these races work are spiking the fucking football on like the fucking 20. Um, so, you know, I get it. A lot of people who have pointed out too, or they're like, oh, you know, Dukakis had a fucking huge lead too in '88 and things like that, but that was between conventions or whatever. This is prior to everything. I think the bottom line is don't don't look at any of that. It's not relevant. Yeah. The important thing is every person has to get out there in this very narrow context because I'm not saying that electoralism is the way to change things in this country because that's already proven to not work. Uh, so at the very least, everyone's going to have to get on their ass to try and at least delay the spread of fascism in this country to vote for the stopgap Joe Biden. Yeah, it's unbelievable that like people are just going through the exact same process. Like I, I remember like in 2016, I just clung to shows like, uh, you know, keeping it 1600, which is yeah. what, uh, the, the name of the show for, was before, uh, pod save America, because they just seemed like they knew what they were talking about. And they were like, there's no way he's going to win. It's like no chance. He's like losing all these polls. Uh, called you a bedwetter if you uh, were worried that he was going to win. That was right. like their nickname for people who were concerned that Trump was going to win. And yeah, it just feels, it's starting to feel similar. Where but people yeah. are just like, yeah, he's totally fucked. Well, I think it depends on like that one. Like for some, most people were like, oh, hold on. Let me get out of this like you know, democratic echo chamber where the, the same people who are giving you the punditry are the same people who are part of the machine, who are the same people who've been thinking the same way for the last few decades on how to consolidate and keep power. So some of those takes ended up being like, oh, right, because this never accounted for the fact that there are like actually a large group of angry, poor, racist white people too, rather than like, yeah, but we vote, we had Obama for eight. I think a lot of people were like, we had like a lot of people were taking this as like this post-racial thing. And yeah, certain group went, oh, that's right. We still have to fucking make sure racists go back into their hidey holes. Yeah. Ahmaud Arbery is uh, trending uh, because a Georgia grand jury indicted uh, the three men who murdered him in connection with his murder. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were charged with murder. Yeah. Um, so great. Yeah. Justice. Keep it going. Fantastic. Let's keep it going. Let's uh, now, now get justice you know. for Elijah McClain and all the countless others that we're going to have to keep remembering because there are still, you know, there are still these horrific cases of police brutality, or in this case, this was just, you know, racist lynch mob that just did their own thing. But we're having these examples where black people are still considered threats and their bodies are disposable. So, you know, that, that rest can't continue. Although it is disheartening to see a lot of things go back to normal in a sense, like in terms of like the discussions people are having, but I think that's why it's important for people of good conscience to remember that this is not like, this is far from over. Yeah. Can't be over. Yeah. I I just know that 
There have been other cases of, I guess this isn't police brutality, but it seems like it was similar in the sense that these guys were in cahoots with the local, you know, law enforcement people community and they got away with it for months. Weren't even like really investigated for months. I, I just worry that, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to feel anything but bad about that until they are like officially convicted, you know, French revolution is trending and not for the reason you might expect. Um, what's the reason? Wait, what what would we expect that people there's like, PDFs for how to make your own guillotine out of stuff you can get at Lowe's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> People just being like, "Yeah, let's fully French Revolution the fucking White House. Let's let's do it. let's go." But uh, no, Lindsey Graham has uh, put it out there as like an accusation. He he claimed that um, the the Democratic Party in New York and Kentucky, the strong showing of progressives. Uh, proves that the Democratic Party is uh, basically the French Revolution now, and people are confused as to <laughs> like how what what he what what is his criticism? Like, is he saying yeah. it's being controlled by the popular will? Sir, do you under do you know anything about history, even the history of this right. country? Right. His tweet is as follows from at Lindsay. This is what he. Quote, it appears the French Revolution has now come to the Democratic Party based on initial primary results from New York and Kentucky. If you had any doubts about who's in charge of the Democratic Party, all doubts should have been removed. Now, okay, uh, a lot of people just came in with their very clear takes, like, you know, uh, at Dan uh, Saltstein said, the French Revolution, you say, in which rising social and economic inequality led to a democratic overthrow of a monarchy and the establishment of a republic? That French Revolution? And the other thing people were forgetting is, they got turned up off of the American Revolution. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were in, like, partnering. Yeah. They were like, yo, th- this was hand in hand. The French Enlightenment, like, it's all, it, it, this was all part of a pattern. But again, I don't know what this is. I guess for, for a certain subset of Americans who only know, like, phrases from history will just, like, reduce it to some weird sentiment that's completely historically inaccurate. So, like, French Revolution right. means, like, Poor people are gonna kill the rich people, like, and that's all it yeah. means. It's like, if you have more money than a poor person, you're gonna get guillotined. Like, I think that's the subtext that they want to send out there. Um, right. So, yeah, sure. I don't know. And French else? bad, French equal bad right. for uh, a lot of Republicans. But um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, if 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 he says so, let's let's go. Um, and also putting yourself on the side of the monarchy, it's very like core American values. I feel like they've kind of given up on like whatever they're supposed to be about, like their fetishization of the founding fathers, just, you know, well, all that, you uh, know, so long as that stands for taxation and getting rich, all that grandstanding about patriotism and you know, what the the values of this country, I mean, if, if you haven't woken up to that by now, you sh- surely you must know that those were just buzzwords to try and like obfuscate their racism, you know, and using these yeah. sort of like, um, you know, uh, unencroachable, like you would dare not attack the a concept of patriotism or what it means to be a, an American because we're using that. So you don't actually question the real motivations behind what we do, which is oppression. Uh, but you know, right. and I think those are all running 
all those defenses are like losing steam now. So a lot of people are starting to be like, yeah, that's not really a thing. But, you know, everybody's everybody's waking up at their own pace, it seems. I mean, I get what he's doing. He's, you know, the the whole uh, Trump strategy right now seems to be uh, vilifying the protests and, you know, making the uprising as scary as you possibly can and making it seem like his supporters are in physical danger. Uh, and we saw that with like the videos that Trump was sharing of a black man attacking a white man in a department store. Um, and yeah, it's just that this is going to be their strategy. It's very similar to their midterm strategy, uh, where they like created, you know, horror, uh, racism, horror propaganda, uh, about people like coming over the borders. Um, and right. that's, that's, I'm sure what we're going to see for the next, uh, you know, five months. But the thing is like, they're using like dated language that doesn't even come connect with the fucking group they're talking right. to. Like, nope. They don't even know what the French, the fucking people, you know, dog whistling shit don't even know what the French Revolution means to a group that's not as intelligent as them. You think that's going to get them to be like, right. hold on, honey, did you hear this shit? The French Revolution? <laughs> the French Revolution. The proletariat? Yeah. Like, they don't know shit. Like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> they'd be better off doing fucking Breaking Bad metaphors. They're like, Gus Fring <laughs> is going to come to shut your meth operation down. And you know what? You're going to be chained in his underground lab cooking him meth. That's what <laughs> happens when the Democrats come. I think more people have some kind mm -hmm. of like idea of what that is than things that, you know, but odd, oddly enough, like they're missing out on history that the educational system intentionally like did not do a good job of informing right. people on. So now you can't even did mention not this cover shit. that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, uh, some news is trending right now that California just had its biggest uh, one day increase in coronavirus cases uh, to date. So, I mean, this is just, you know, this is a result of something we've been seeing where we don't have the data, we don't have the things moving in, in the direction that, they, that we need them to move in, and we're yet California uh, business leaders, uh, political leaders are conspiring to, you know, put your life in danger to, uh, you know, just get a sense of like, you know, it's basically consumption disguised as purpose is something that I saw somebody tweet that I really liked and now I forget who it is. Yeah. Um, but that, that idea that, you know, consumption will bring our lives back to normal. Well, I mean, that's, because again, people are really caught up in this cult of consumption and capitalism, where if your entire worldview is based on this pattern of working to consume, to then signal to other people that you are what you are based on the things you're able to purchase as a consumer, then uh, yeah, I feel like the only thing they know is to be like, well, normal, everything that's been defined to me as an American is that buying shit is being alive. Uh, so right. what do I do now? It's weird because I even see lines like out the door for like clothing stores right now. And, yeah. and like people are social distancing in line. And I'm like, what? I get if <laughs> you need something for work, but it looked like a right. lot of people who just could not get over their habit of consuming and like the high of doing that 
they needed to recapture on some level. And it was really strange, like when you see these lines at places that are not essential businesses. And I get it, like if you want to, you know, get your haircut, whatever, but it's just another, there's another level when it's something as like, hey man, I gotta, I gotta get in this clothing store right now. Like I just got to, yeah. you know, because, but you know, people want to, I think people are also just very deeply in denial that things could be this out of their control and the stakes could also be that high at the same time. It's 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 a difficult thing to have to accept. I'm sure if you if you've spent a lot of time thinking you were fucking invincible and on top all the time. Yeah, we need to. I mean, I think people have already been doing it, but we need to normalize wearing masks and not let somebody get away with not wearing a mask when we see it. Yeah, like that's inexcusable at this point. Yeah. Well, I've seen these almost always uh some white guy between the age of 20 and 60 walking around without a mask on and i just like one and like what do they think it makes them different from the other people who have to wear masks wait, wait who, that who like, do they Which group? What, ju- just people walking around without masks oh, right while while everybody around them is wearing masks yeah. Do they think that their immune system is better? Do they think it's, that we're all just... It, it's just such a strange thing to want to even project. Even if you weren't worried about your own safety and the safety of the people around you, what are you trying to say? Well, like, I would argue that the bonkers. people who are resisting mask wearing are themselves feel the most powerless, probably, when you bring it down to like that molecular level. Uh, because... Right. They're in such deep denial, like in the same way, because you're like, what would you think? Because clearly that person goes, well, I'm not going to get sick or rejects the possibility that they could get sick or rejects the possibility that other people are sick because that's preserving this idea. A, I feel like if you're so powerless, this might be the one thing you can do to feel like you're in control of your life. If everybody's wearing a mask, right. then you got to fuck that because I'm in control and I'm out of control in every other way that I haven't been able to articulate in my own mind. But I realize this gives me an opportunity to push back on something. And I can also at the same time reaffirm my belief that nothing is wrong with anything right now. Because that's also, I think the predominant thinking is nothing is wrong. If you're a young person not wearing a mask, it's because nothing is wrong. And also nothing is wrong because it affects people who aren't me. And so it's all versions of like, you know, this sort of pathology of not accepting that how like sort of small we are as human beings on the planet. And that like, yeah, yeah there are some things yeah. that like it it seems wild because you've never experienced anything like this that suddenly it gives people probably a moment to be like, am I part of like an interconnected community where I might have responsibility for my neighbor based on my nah, fuck that. I'm not gonna think about that. Fuck a mask, I'm not a fucking pussy. <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to Mervyn's. Right. I mean, I always talk about how, like, you know, Harry Potter, The Matrix, like all these, sh- all these movies are about the same thing, which is uh, changing, like, basically allowing us to deny the reality that we are one of, you know, seven billion people on a planet. Right. Like that, I think, is the one, like, kind of underlying reality that all of American culture is meant to disguise from us is like kind of our insignificance and so yeah that that i think i think that probably has a lot to do with them yeah and unfortunately there are people who grew up in this country with parents who bought you know fucking hook line and sinker the fucking american exceptionalism 
that's just been a myth right. that's been passed down and passed down through generations and generations of America has always been on top. You don't fucking want to live every, anywhere else. These are the same people who will say about a country they've never heard of that it sounds scary or it's fucked mm. up and then blindly say like, I hear yeah. it's really corrupt there. And the police are like, mm. we'll kidnap people. And you're like, <laughs> ah, right. That's, that's just like the world you're, you were, you know, spoon fed and didn't take a second to like, just be like, hold on. I know like on some level, if you're a reasonable human being and you've just been inundated with this kind of messaging, there will be a point where you'd be like, hold on. They're also like, everything isn't like a movie too. Like, uh, cause in your own life, you do realize these moments where reality hits you and you're like, oh fuck, I was living in a fairy tale. The same thing is true about this country and the culture and what the American empire is too. And I think that's, I think that's hard for a lot of people to, to even, you know, recognize. Yeah. You're telling me puka shells All aren't right, cool guys. anymore? I've been wearing them for <laughs> fucking three centuries, motherfucker. Fuck that. Well, Make that puka sound... shells great again. Fuck that. You guys might not realize how mean that is because I am wearing puka okay. shells, necklace, and bracelet. So right many now, on. So. It's kind of violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we're at... Shout out to Daniel for editing out all the puka shell clacking <laughs> together uh, every time I get up to the mic. Um, anyways, guys, uh, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear a fucking mask. Um, and yeah, don't do nothing. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with a whole ass episode of our show. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.